Hey, everybody. Welcome to Moxie Bets presented by Caesar Sportsbook. I'm your host, Katie Mox. And coming up on today's show, will Justin Jefferson have the first 2,000-yard receiving season? He seems to think so. The Buccaneers' odds to win the Super Bowl have shifted after signing veteran Julio Jones. We'll preview the NFC South and do some overs and unders for that division. And the MLB trade deadline is less than a week away. We'll take a look at some potential landing spots for the big guys. And of course, we will give you some mocks locks. Before we get into this, let's welcome in Kenny Betts Big back to the show. Kenny, how's your week been so far? You know, not too bad. Not as good as yours. I saw you were down in the Jersey Shore, you know, enjoying <laughs> some sun on the beach yesterday. <laughs> Yes, I was. It was my first time in Jersey, actually. I, I For everyone, I moved to New York in um, October of last year. So first time down to the shore. Didn't go to seaside. Didn't see a lot of guidos and fist pumping, but it was absolutely beautiful. It wasn't exactly the nicest day, but it was great. But my day was slightly depressing because if you'll see Jimmy Garoppolo over here, Kyle Shanahan finally said it, what we kind of knew was going to happen, but was not confirmed for some of the people that had commented, Jimmy is out. It's now Trey area. So, um, you know, it's, it's an adjustment for me personally, but I'm excited to see what the kid can do. Yeah, I was excited uh, to talk to you and, you know, finally ask you how, how you're feeling, because I know you and me always go back and forth. I always tell yes. you, if you got two quarterbacks, you got none, but uh, finally Trey Lance is going to get his shot, right? Trey Lance is finally going to get his shot. And that means that they believe in him because I do think that the Niners are a smart organization and they wouldn't just throw him in and they wouldn't give up on Jimmy if they really felt like he needed more time. So I am. I'm excited to see what he can do, but I've got to shift my focus here. I've been a Jimmy G um, cheerleader and also defender, <laughs> I feel like, for the past two years. So I'm going to have to shift that. I do feel bad for Jimmy. Obviously, his shoulder injury you know, prevented him from getting to a good team. So I'm interested to see what happens to him. I don't know where exactly he's going to end up, but I'm sure he'll do well wherever he goes. Yeah. And I, you know, it, obviously, Trey Lance, a lot of question marks, technically a rookie, didn't play much last year, but yep. I think he'll fit in very nicely with that Kyle Shanahan, you know, zone offense with yeah. Debo Samuel. It's just going to make them a much more versatile offense. So I think it's the right move, honestly. Yeah, I, I do too. I just, oh God, I just love Jimmy G. Obviously I've got a, a bobblehead of him right here. It's always an eyesight, but all right, let's move on to Mox Thoughts. Kenny, stay right there. We're going to get into this real quick. So NFL training camps are underway. Woohoo! And it's time for the headlines. This week, Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson said he is eyeing the single season receiving yards record and is targeting the first ever 2000 yard season. He also said that he will pass Devonta. Adams as the best receiver in football. And as for Cooper Cup, he says, well, Coop is good, but he's still just behind me. Very interesting words from Jefferson. Jefferson currently tied with Cup for the most receiving yards at plus 800. And the over-under for his total receiving yards is set at 1,350 and a half. That's at minus 115 on Caesar Sportsbook. So, Will Justin Jefferson finish with the most receiving yards in 2022 at plus 800? I'm going to say yes on this one. I don't know if he's going to surpass, you know, Devontae Adams for the best of all time or whatever he's eyeing for. I do love the confidence there, but he was only 350 yards behind Cup last year. And I do think that Minnesota's receiving core is just a little bit tighter, not as deep as it is in LA. They've got Jefferson, they've got Thielen. But then if you look at the Rams, where Cup is, of course, you got Cup, you got Allen Robinson, and 
Van Jefferson. They also have O'Connell now at the helm from the Rams. He tends to lean uh, in a pass-heavier offense than run-heavy. Of course, Jefferson was quoted earlier this week saying, they are no longer a run-first offense. He's excited. I feel like the tide is kind of shifting, so I'm going to go Jefferson on this one. I also like him over that mark on the receiving yards at 1,350, I believe that it is. He had 1,616 yards last season, 167 targets. That was fourth most in the NFL. I think he's going to get more targets because it's just him and Thielen. I think he's going to go over this number, and who knows? Maybe he'll get the 2,000. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet you get with Caesars Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. On that note, it's time for Gabber's Corner. Let's bring back in Kenny Betts Big. Kenny, you heard what I had to say about Justin Jefferson. Is he going to lead the NFL in receiving yards and are you taking that over or under for his yards? Justin Jefferson is not lacking any confidence, right? Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> yes. You got uh, Adams just throwing Cooper Cup into the dust. Um, I, I like the over for him at 1350. He set yeah. the rookie receiving yard record uh, his rookie season. Last year, he came back in his sophomore season. Another great year. Uh, I think he will easily go over that. You talked about the new head coach, pass-heavy offense. So it should favor him getting more targets, more opportunities to surpass that yardage total. But at plus 800 to lead the league in receiving yards, I just don't love it. Um, You know, I talk about you can get guys, for example, like Jamar Chase, his LSU teammate, at plus 1,200. And we saw what he did last year in his rookie season with Joe Burrow. So another year in the NFL Another year with Joe Burrow. When I'm looking at who's going to lead the NFL in receiving, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a flyer, but why not Travis Kelsey, right? Tight end. Wow. Yeah, yeah I know, Kelsey, I know right? you weren't expecting that one. <laughs> Cheetah is gone. What, yes. Like 
is Patrick Mahomes going to all of a sudden fall off a cliff? Like he's still no. probably the most talented quarterback in the NFL. He's going to throw for over 4,500 passing yards. Who's going to catch those yards? Travis Kelsey, his, you know, comfort blanket, security blanket, his go-to guy. And when times are tough, that's where the ball's going. So why can't Travis Kelsey come in this year, get more targets and lead the league in receiving yards? So the odds that you're getting on a Travis Kelsey, I like that. I like that a lot. What are the odds right now? Uh, He's at plus 1,800. Plus 1,800 on Travis Kelsey. It's a wild one, but I like it. And you give some good nuggets as to why. All right, let's talk about your favorite here. On Tuesday, the Bucks and Julio Jones agreed to a one-year deal, which gives soon-to-be 45-year-old Tom Brady another veteran to throw to. Tom Brady is the favorite for the most passing yards at plus 700. So who are you putting your money on? You got to ask? Tom. I know. It's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. Um, Yeah, I mean, what's not to like? You know, uh, he did it last year, led the league in passing yards last year, right right over 5,300 yards. Now, you know, everyone was talking. He loses Antonio Brown. He loses Gronk. But now he gets Julio Jones. I know it's not Julio Jones from five years ago, but it's still Julio Jones, right? Still stretches the defense. We saw what he did in Tennessee last year. You know, it wasn't their number one option, but he still had breakout games, still big games. And that was with Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball. So now this kind of reminds me of when Randy Moss went to the Patriots. Everyone was kind of writing off Randy Moss. You know, he's washed up, coming from the Raiders. You you know, obviously was a few years past his prime. Comes in with Tom Brady and his career is reinvigorated. And obviously they go for a record-breaking season. So I think Julio Jones is going to come into this season, you know, Probably his la- one of his last few years in the league. His definitely his best shot at winning a Super Bowl, and I think he's going to be very hungry. And I think him and Tom Brady are going to mesh very well. You still got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin. Um, so yeah, I think Tom Brady can easily run it back and lead the league in passing. I hear what you're saying. I do think that Tom Brady does like to find, he like cherry picks, he handpicks these veterans and all of a sudden they get a resurgence of their career and do amazing. I mean, Antonio Brown and like you said, Randy Moss as well. However, I'm still high on Justin Herbert. I like Justin Herbert here at plus 750. So he finished second last year. He threw for over 5,000 yards and he had 38 touchdowns last season, averaging 11.3 yards per completion in 2021. And he's only getting better. So I love Tom Brady in this. And I know I've learned, I should have learned my lesson by now to fade Tom Brady, but I think it might be Justin Herbert's year. I think it's going to be a breakout season for him. The Chargers are going to get more wins. There's going to be more eyeballs on him. And I think he could do another 5,000 yard season. All right. Follow up here though, Kenny, the Buccaneers odds to win the Super Bowl went from plus 750 to plus 700 after signing Julio Jones. How much do you really think that he's going to affect the Bucs winning the Super Bowl? Substantially. Um, You know, I was, we were on this show a few weeks ago and I was talking about how Tom Brady is eyeing that perfect season Well, you know, I just talked about when he had Randy Moss. We remember what happened there. He was one win away from the perfect season, and the Giants ended that in the Super Bowl. So I think adding a Julio Jones talent, you know, they haven't ruled out Gronk returning during the season or later in the year. So, you know, storybook ending. But, yeah, I mean, look at the NFC. Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, Sammy Watkins just got hurt. He loses Devontae Adams. The Packers have lost a lot of key pieces on defense. The Rams, Matthew Stafford, year older, you know, Odell coming off that ACL injury. Um, So the NFC is not 
super tough division for the Bucs to easily, you know, they can easily run through the NFC in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl again. So how could you not like the Bucs to win the Super Bowl again? They have Tom Brady, the GOAT, the best to ever do it. You don't need to say any more. They got Tom Brady. All right. I don't think you're going to be happy with my uh, projection for their win total this year, but let's move on. Okay. We're keeping it in the NFC South and we're going to talk about the Bucks Again, they're favored to win the division at minus 340. I know that you love this. They also shifted after signing Julio Jones. We've already discussed that. Their win total is set really high at 11 and a half. I'm going to take the under on this one and I'll explain why, but I have a sneaky feeling you're taking the under at plus 100. I'm taking the over. Yes. The over. Uh, oh, the over. And yes, the over. And, and honestly, I, I know 11 and a half is high, but it's not high enough. It's just oh, not high oh, enough. On. They have Kenny. the division. And I'm, I wholeheartedly mean this. I'm not saying this as yes. a Tom Brady fanboy. Uh-huh. The division is terrible, right? The Panthers, all right, since adding Baker Mayfield is a step up, so they're yes. a little better than I thought they were a few weeks ago, but they're still not better than the Bucks. The Saints, no Sean Payton, huge question marks around what are they going to do? Jameis Winston coming off that gruesome injury. Is Michael Thomas going to play this year? Is he not going to play this year? There's so many question marks around that team. And then the Falcons, like, and I'm someone that I pay attention to the NFL heavily. I probably couldn't name you five players playing for the Falcons this year. And I don't think many people could. So if you look at the roster that the Falcons are putting out there, they're not beating the Bucs. The Bucs have a super easy strength of schedule compared to what they did last year, mm-hmm. right? Projected okay. strength of schedule, not very difficult. The Buc- I think the Bucs easily hit 13, 14 wins this year. Okay. Well, I am, I'm going against you on this one. I'm going under. You said there can't be enough wins. I think the 12 is too many. I see them right at 11 wins. So I'm taking this under at minus 120. And you talked about their ease of schedule. Their first month, Kenny, is pretty tough. They've got the Cowboys and they've got the Saints, which I agree. I understand everything you're saying about the Saints. But let's not forget, the Saints have beat them seven straight years in a row. The Saints just happen to have their numbers. They got the Packers and then they've got the Chiefs. You think that they could go 2-0, 4-0 here. I think they are lucky to get out 2-2 two and two in this. They've got no Gronk, which to your point, they haven't ruled him out, I guess, for the entire season. But they're not starting with him. And of course, no Arians this year. He chose to retire. So I see them right at 11 wins. Uh, I'm taking this under at minus 120. Well, Katie, you're going to learn just like (laughs) everyone else. You don't fade the goat. Yes. Yes. Well, I I should have learned because I went against him in the Super Bowl and uh, that really did not work out well for (laughs) me. Okay. Let's talk about the Saints here who seem to be the Bucks kryptonite. They are plus 390 to win the division, which is definitely not happening. Their win total is set to eight. However, you taking this over at minus 150 or the under at plus 130 odds, of course, via Caesar Sportsbook. If this was a force bet, I would go under here. Um, yeah. You know, we talk, obviously, no Sean Payton, huge drop off in the coaching, right? Like, that's just yeah. a huge presence in that locker room. Sean Payton has been there for so many years. He's yeah. built up that team. Um, question marks around Jameis Winston. How healthy is he going to be? What is he going to do? Is Michael Thomas going to play? You know, he missed all of last year. He yeah. should be healthy he enough better. to play. Yeah, if, and and when you look at their roster, if he plays, they actually have a pretty nice receiving course, especially after adding Chris Olave in the draft this year. So if Michael Thomas plays, the offense is not that bad, but I, I would lean under here. There's just a lot of question marks, too, too many for me to lay my money on them going over that. 
I agree with you. I'm going. If this were seven and a half, I might go over on this one. I see this as a push. I see them right at an eight win. So I agree with you. I'm also going to take the under. They're going to see the Falcons and the Panthers twice, who are not very good teams. Both of them have upgraded to a certain extent, but I think the Saints can get wins there. And they tend to beat the Bucs. Maybe that's not going to happen this year, but it has been seven times in a row. So when I look at the schedule, I feel like there's only about eight. To your point, they did bring back Jameis Winston. He was pretty good before injury. We don't know what he's going to look like now. But I will say they did promote uh, coordinator Dennis Allen to head coach. So there should be some consistency with the Sean Payton era. But I do agree with you that it is going to be different. I Again, if this were seven and a half, then I would say over. But I see them right at eight wins. So I'm going to take that under as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Seven and a half would definitely be more enticing to uh, lay my money on the over. Yep. All right. So let's talk Panthers here. Carolina, where they have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, who will supposedly battle it out for the starting quarterback job after Darnold said on Tuesday that the two are cool and that in their eyes, they're both starting QB. Darnold, you are not the starting QB. It's going to be Baker Mayfield. I'll just go ahead and tell you that right now. Their win total is set to six and a half. It actually jumped since the team acquired Baker Mayfield. So are you going with this over plus 100 or under minus 120? I like the over here and the Panthers uh, training staff, they got to check Darnold for a concussion or something because if he thinks he's sniffing the field this year, he is mistaken um, mm-hmm. because he was bad, bad, bad last year. He had his chance, right? He escaped yeah. the Jets turmoil. Everyone yeah. thought, all right, he's in a new atmosphere. This is his time to shine. And he did not shine. Um, yeah. I think adding Baker is a big step up and I think he's getting, you know, Baker, Unfortunately for him last year, he played with a torn labrum and we see it so often where these athletes really put their body on the line for the team and then the team just kind of throws them to the side. Um, Baker, you know, two years ago was actually a serviceable quarterback. So I think you add Baker to that offense. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, they have the the receiving talent in uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So I think Baker can step in there and actually, you know, do a pretty good job. So, yeah, I like them to go over that win total. And Matt Rule is not a slouch at head coach. He came from Baylor. Um, He struggled his first two years in the NFL, but he is essentially at this point coaching for his job. So uh, I think we'll see, you know, a, a lot of good game plans from him and see how Baker can execute. I agree with you, especially at even money. I'm going to take the over six and a half on this one as well. So the last two seasons, they've only got five wins. But to your point, they've improved at quarterback. They've improved their coaching staff. I can see them when I looked at the schedule going seven and 10. And you got McCaffrey back. So hopefully he's going to be healthy this year. I think him and Baker Mayfield could put something pretty special together. I'm not expecting a lot out of them. But again, a seven and 10 season seems doable to me, especially at plus money. Okay, now we're going to look at the Falcons, who you just said, we don't even know who their players are. And I agree with you. They're plus 3,000 to win the division. The win total is listed at just five. You've taken this over at plus 125 or the under minus 145. I wouldn't bet on the Falcons over with Calvin Ridley's money, let alone my money. <laughs> That's a good um, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you would be crazy to bet the over here. Five wins is sketchy because it is so few wins. And in the NFL, we see it any given Sunday, anything can happen. But like I said, if you were to pull, if you were to go to a Falcons game this year and pull the fans, name me five players on this starting roster. I guarantee you they would not be able to do so because you, you scroll down the depth chart and it's a bunch of no names at almost every position other than Corderell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. So I just don't, they just don't have enough talent on the field. Um, So yeah, I would have to lean under here. 
I'm going to lean under here as well. So interesting, the last year the Falcons finished 7-10 and 10 and they were better on the road. They only won twice at home and they only had two wins in their division. I don't think they're getting any more wins in their division this year. They've got no Ryan, as you said, no Ridley. And I'm not exactly sold on Mariota here. He was okay behind Derek Carr, but I don't think he's going to be certainly not better than Matt Ryan. And we don't even know who their wide receiver one or two is. They did get Drake London from the draft, who is a big guy, could be exciting to see. But again, as a rookie, we don't really know. So I'm going to go under on this one as well. Where do you think Calvin Ridley's putting his money? Calvin Ridley is, well, not on the Falcons, not on the Falcons. He's also not betting his money. Kenny Betts Big is not betting and Calvin is not betting. Okay. Let's move on to MLB here. So the trade deadline is next Tuesday, and the rumors are swirling right now. One of the more interesting ones is the Angels are actually fielding calls for MVP candidate Shohei Otani. The club says they have no interest in trading him, but they are taking calls on him. So is there a chance that he moves at this deadline? I'm going to say no, just because I think it would take a huge, huge trade package. Um, Shohei, he's getting paid, I think it's like $5 million, which is extremely underpaid for what he does. Um, yes. You know, you look at his pitching numbers are pretty comparable to a Max Scherzer, who's getting $43 million this year. And then you're adding the hitting numbers. Um, we all see what he does with the bat, you know. Um I don't think he will get traded. Maybe next year, I think, it is a better chance for him to be dealt. Um, and, and it would be crazy for the Angels not to trade him because I just don't see him resigning there. He's a free agent after the 2023 season. And the Angels haven't finished above a 500 record since 2015. And that's with Mike Trout, arguably one of the best baseball players of all time, playing for them. So I, they would be crazy not to trade him and try and recoup some, you know, uh, draft capital or prospects because the Angels have one of the weaker farm systems in baseball. So it would be smart for them to try and re retool that farm system and deal Otani. I agree with you. And I, if I were Otani, I would be hoping to get traded and to get out of that mess. But I agree. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen as well. Like you said, he's a free agent next season. The Angels are just 3-15 and 15 right now in July. But it's interesting when you think about the Mets, right? You got Billy Epler, who actually signed Otani with the Angels when he was there. He's made the phone call. I feel like they're going to stay in close contact about that. And even if maybe not now, because we don't think it's going to happen, maybe next year in free agency, the Mets would pick up. Otani. Oh my goodness. What I would do as a Mets fan for us to get Otani. Oh my God. <laughs> We're just thinking about it. We're excited about it. Okay. So on the other side, Juan Soto is another huge name that is being thrown around to move at the deadline and two teams at the top of the list to win Soto sweepstakes are the Mets and the Yankees. So obviously we've been talking a lot about this subway series, hopefully for the world series. It's also going on right now here in New York. Which New York team has a better chance to land Soto? If you had to pick one of these teams, who do you think it's going to be? It's got to be the Mets. And I'm not saying that as a Mets fan, just hoping that we get Juan Soto. Um, you know, we see the owner, Cohen, willing to spend buku bucks to get whatever right. to win. So, you know, the contract is not going to be an issue. We know Cohen will pay Juan Soto whatever he wants to get paid. He just turned down a $440 million contract from the Nationals. So, you know, he wants to cash in big time. And then you look at the Yankee situation, like there's question marks. Is Aaron Judge even going to get paid by the Yankees? Right. Imagine the turmoil in that locker room if they traded for Juan Soto before even paying Aaron Judge. 
you can kiss the season, this season goodbye if they go get Juan Soto because there would just be so much. I just think there would be so much drama in the locker room. Aaron Judge, as the leader of that team, would have such a bad taste in his mouth if they're not willing to pay him. But then they go and get Juan Soto, who turned down a $440 million contract. So I think the Yankees need starting pitching more than they need Juan Soto. We see the bats. The bats are hot. When the Yankees are hitting, they're almost unbeatable. Uh, Their Achilles heel, though, has been their starting pitching and their bullpen. So I think they're going to go maybe for like a Frankie Montes or a Luis Castillo and try and bolster up their pitching. Um, I, I agree with everything that you're saying, but if I think Otani might be going to the Mets maybe this year or next year, I don't really think they're going to spend all that money for Soto. So I'm going to go with the Yankees on this one. And now typically they don't make these gigantic trades at the deadline. However, if you want to talk about going for it, I mean, really going for it this year, getting Soto would just be absolutely incredible. I agree with what you're saying in terms of the turmoil that it may cause in the locker room because of Judge. I kind of would like to see that. I think it would be amazing. And they would just be unstoppable if they got Soto as well if Judge doesn't get pissed off. Yeah, either way, I just hope Soto does get dealt because they're, again, even with him, like they're requ- they want so much in return and rightfully so. Like yeah. not often do you see, in my opinion, Juan Soto is probably the best player in baseball. You know, you could talk about Otani, but Juan Soto is tremendously talented and yeah. you know his, his talent is kind of being overshadowed just by the the Nationals woes as a as an organization right we saw him carry them to a world series a few yes. years ago uh and the guy's only 23 years old i feel like he's been in the major leagues for like 10 years already <laughs> yes. um and he's only 23 so you're you have the potential to trade for this era's Ted Williams you got to go get him so i as a Mets fan i'm praying that we do All right. Well, you might want to keep praying on this one. I feel like he's probably going to go to the Padres. (laughs) Moxie Bets is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Okay, and finally, it is time for Mox Locks, where Kenny and I give you our best bets for the MLB slate today. And the first one that I'm looking at is the Rays versus the Orioles, the hot-handed Orioles. I'm taking the over eight runs at minus 110. Now, Kenny, I know that you have a play on the game side of this. So this series, this season series, is actually tied 7-7. Seven and seven. The Rays are down in this particular series two games. But we've got Wells on the mound for the Orioles tonight. And while he's been impressive, he has actually struggled against the Rays. He has a 7.50 ERA across three starts against the Rays this season. And also the overs have just been hitting on both sides of the ball here, or both sides of the teams here. The Rays, the over has hit in five of their last six games versus AL East teams, and four out of the last five matchups between Baltimore and Tampa Bay have also gone over. So I'm going with the over on this one. Do you like that? And what's your play for the game? I actually do like the over. You talked about Wells' struggles against this Tampa Bay Rays team. Um, and then Drew Rasmussen on the mound for the Rays, uh, struggling right-handed pitcher. His numbers on the road are not that great. So you have an Orioles team who hits righties very well, uh, going up against a Rasmussen who struggles on the road. So yeah, I think both pitchers could give up a lot of runs today. But I'm going to put my money on the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Ooh, you already yes. said they're down. Yeah, this is a four-game series. They're down two games already in this series. Um, you know, the Rays, the last four, they're on a four-game road losing streak. The offense has been struggling. So I think seeing a Tyler Wells, who you just said, they have a, who's giving up seven runs against this Rays lineup this year, I think this is a recipe to kind of get them out of their funk. And Anyone, if you're looking at these teams and the Rays, I know they have some injuries, Wander Franco, but looking at these two teams, 
the Rays are a significantly better team, yes. right? Like we've seen for years, the Rays have, you know, figured out ways with their opening, their openers and managing that bullpen and they find ways to get it done. And then when you look at where the money is here, uh, the money is pretty split. So anytime I can get a favorite that is not getting a significant amount of money, or if there's an underdog getting a lot of money, I like to fade those dogs because that's like the trendy public is all over that yeah. underdog. And those are not the underdogs that usually win. Usually you want to be on the ugly, gross dogs like the Nationals <laughs> last night against the Dodgers or teams that people think have zero shot of winning. The English Bulldogs of yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the drool on their, on yeah. their mouth and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I, I think the Orioles, you know, while they're a great story, um, they've been very hot. You know, they're I think they're in contention for the wild card right now. They're like yeah. right up there with the the Jays and the Rays. I just think the Rays are a better team. They have, you know, more of that, you know, championship caliber to them. So I think they're going to find a way to get it done today. I agree with you. I'm also going to ride with you on that one and take the Rays money line. Okay, my second bet for the night. I'm looking at Zach Gallen under two and a half earned runs, minus 139 versus the Giants tonight. So he does average over this mark, about 3.32 earned runs per game this season. But he is coming off of seven inning shutout against the Nationals in his last start. And Gallen's last start against the Giants, he only allowed two earned runs in just over six innings. He's actually only allowed three earned runs or more in four of his last 10 starts. So he's pitching pretty good right now. And the Giants, as we know, absolutely struggle against right-handed pitchers. They're like at the bottom of the league in several different statistical categories when it comes to going against right-handed pitchers. So it seems like a good spot for Zach Allen. Yeah, definitely. And the Giants, you know, they're struggling more than anyone right now. They're about to get swept for the second straight series coming out of the All-Star break. So, yeah, going up against, you know, the Diamondbacks ace, not a good spot for them. I like that one there, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate for E40 and I over here. Okay, what's your next bet for the night? Uh, I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. Um, you know, Rangers, they're sitting around a minus 115 favorite. They're coming off a game. They blew it in the ninth. They were up 4-3 on the Mariners last night. Mariners walk it off in the bottom of the ninth. The Rangers, they got swept right before the All-Star break. They were in Texas. They got swept by the Mariners in a four-game series, right? All-Star break comes. Mariners get swept by the Astros. Now they're playing the Rangers. So, and then tomorrow they go and play the Astros again. So this is like a perfect setup for the Rangers to win this game. They're coming off a game they just blew in the ninth. They're trying to avoid back-to-back sweeps against the Mariners. And then the Mariners are, there's a good chance they're going to get caught looking ahead to tomorrow's game against the Houston Astros where they just got swept by. Um, So this is just the making of a perfect storm. You have John Gray on the mound who low-key has been pretty solid this year. Going up against left-handed pitcher Marco Gonzalez, the Rangers' offense is very, very good against left-handed pitching. Top five in baseball. They're number six in OPS in all of baseball against lefties. And Marco Gonzalez, over his last two starts, has given up a combined 10 earned runs. Uh, One of those starts was against this Rangers team where he got lit up as well. So I think the Rangers come out, avoid the back-to-back sweep to this uh, Mariners team, and I think they get the win. Okay, I love that too. So just to recap, Mox Locks for today. I'm taking the Rays versus the Orioles over eight runs. That's at minus 110. Zach Allen under two and a half. Earn runs at minus 139. And Kenny is on the Rangers money line at minus 115. And the Tampa Bay Rays money line at minus 120. All odds, of course, via Caesars Sportsbook. Kenny, thank you so much. We will see you on Wednesday. Moxie Vets will be back on Friday. This has been Moxie Vets presented by... Caesar Sportsbook.